Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joy Christopoulos. My co-host, former Bears defensive end, Corey Wooten. We've got a fantastic show coming up for you in just a second. But first, got to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. And look, who knew? Football is back, baby. That's right. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your information and your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats, news scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from NFL and college football right at your fingertips from week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl. It gives you the best access and best information and promotions anywhere. And speaking of promotions, if you hop on your mobile device right now or use your phone, uh, sign up and get a free 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. That's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code believe that's only a better line where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the show group hug everybody we're gonna get through this together um it we're taping this on a thursday right now as the chicago bears prepare for the kansas city chiefs sitting at zero and two on their season uh but Corey, there's a lot to cover here in this game so let's just bring you in right now this is former bears defensive end northwestern standout west end golf course's very own chgo's very own fox 32's brew and view Corey Wooten, hello. How are you, my friend? You know, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, this is this wasn't the start that we kind of predicted, right? I, I thought two and zero potentially at this point, one and one, you know, would be a decent start, right? But I yeah. thought they had a good shot to go two and zero, right? Aaron Rodgers is not in Green Bay anymore. Tampa's with Baker Mayfield. They no longer have Tom Brady. Um, very surprised by the start, and I think I'm. Um, 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 the defense, right? We kind of knew they weren't there yet, especially with the defensive line. But I think I'm most disappointed about the offense, Joey, because this was the year of the offense, Justin Fields' third year, the way they finished the season. They have DJ Moore, a better offensive line, you know, with the exception of uh, Tevin Jenkins not being out there. Uh, three really good running backs. We thought this would be the year that they, they take the next step. So we haven't seen that. Uh, no continuity, um, no rhythm offensively. Um, Justin Fields, uh, seems robotic. He seems yeah. like he's thinking too much. Um, and it's surprising because that first half of that green Bay game, he looked very good passing the ball. Joe, he looked very confident. He was in a rhythm out of the pocket on the move. Um, I was, I was very surprised in the second half. He forced some things, things got out of the hand. Uh, but I was like, okay, he's going to start the second game, uh, has a good first drive. And then after that, besides the, the late scoring drive with Clay, Claypool, Really just didn't see um, the Justin Fields that we saw all preseason and uh, we heard about from the coaching staff, the players. Um, so it's definitely definitely a little frustrating to see. Um, but, but hey, there is hope, right? There's only two games in the season, right? And I know for Bears fans, like, listen, we're not the Kansas City Chiefs. So, like, the Kansas City Chiefs went 0-2, they'd be just fine, right? Like Aaron yeah. Rodgers for years, relax, right? Like, Bears fans, <laughs> no, it's straight panic mode. And, and I get it, right? Because you're hoping everything. But the thing is, Justin Fields, he turned around last season as well, right? At first, mm-hmm. everyone's saying he's a bust, he's garbage and all this. What it is, Joe, he's just thinking too much right now. They have to simplify it, allow him early on to get on the move, get his confidence up, and then all of a sudden, he can be a better passer. So sometimes, you know, there's, there's a wide receiver that gets a big catch that gets his momentum going, right? Or a running back, like Roshan Johnson, where you get that truck stick going. That gets you the confidence. Or a defensive end, when you get that sack, all of a sudden it just gives you that confidence like, I can do this. And that's what Justin Fields needs to do. Uh, so Luke Getzey in the next game, I challenge him to start it off 
getting Justin Fields confident, relying on that running game early on, allow him to use his feet, Joey. Justin Fields has only ran the ball four times, right? So I'll tell you what, four times for a guy that's arguably the most dynamic running quarterback in the league, four times, that's a travesty. Do you not agree about that? That's a travesty. And man, Corey, you're throwing straight fire here to open up, man. Um, so many great points that you just made. Uh, just to go from the top, obviously, you know, it looks bad at 0-2. Uh, it looks even worse in the field. It feels even worse, right, which I think is the terrifying concept. And you're bringing up a great point that, you know, for those of you coming back into Believe in Bears, thank you very much. But um, if you were here with us last year at the end of Week 2, they snuck out that game, I believe, against the Texans. I think that was week two or that was week two, week three. Yeah. And we were sitting here on this show and, and being very honest and objective and saying that Justin Fields was playing terrible. I mean, he was. He did not get off to a great start in the season. And it wasn't until that Patriots game after they took a week off to recalibrate and, and really kind of get, get a little bit on that run that we saw. I think it was four weeks straight of 30 plus points. And the rest of the season, it kind of evened out a little bit. I mean, Corey... The whole thing has been a total disaster. And the worst part about it is as a Bears fan, I just kind of feel like that as professionals right now, where is that play going to come from? You just talked about it. Where is that galvanizing play yeah. that's going to turn this offense around? And that's the part that I'm really getting confused with right now, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Um you know, let's dive into it a little bit here. We got some news and notes going on here. I mean, obviously, this has been the week from hell at House Hall. Um, so let's talk about it really quick. Um, we're going to keep everything on the field. Obviously, we're going to talk. Um, I want to bring up first uh, that clearly everybody knows that our defensive coordinator, um, Alan Williams, uh, resigned on, I believe it was Tuesday morning or yesterday morning. Um, he did not coach last weekend's game. He had a leave of absence beginning Thursday, has not been with the team. Um, a lot of rumor. Um, and innuendo. Uh, and if you follow us here on Sports Talk Chicago, John um, has had some thoughts on that. Uh, to be honest with you at this time, from what I heard and what I think you know, Corey, um, we're we're not going to talk about it uh, right now. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to do it. Guess what? Me and Corey, uh, we're not lawyers. All right. And, and to be honest with you, I think this uh, this situation needs to play itself out a little bit. And let me tell you, I can tell you something right now that a lot of people that we know and that we follow and that we trust um, from a journalism standpoint is is taking the steps necessary um, to give us the story whenever that time comes. Mm -hmm. Having said that, we're going to move on. My question for you, Corey, is that we got two big pieces of news yesterday. Um, the first one is that our left tackle, Braxton Jones, has landed on IR. Um, some people don't know whether it's going to be a season-ending injury or whether he'll be able to come back in a month. Uh, it's a neck issue. And then the other one was Justin Fields does a press conference. They ask him some questions. Um, he alludes to the frustration that he's been having. Um, alluding to perhaps a disconnect between the coaching staff and how he wants to play the game on a play-to-play -play basis. 20 minutes later after the press conference, he's back in the locker room, Corey, uh, trying to set the record straight and clarify. So my question for you is, um, what has you, as a former player, being in a locker room, what has you more concerned right now? Our left tackle going down or what seems to be a bit of a disconnect clearly between our offensive coordinator and hopefully our franchise quarterback? Well, I think I think both are, are pretty serious, right? Especially when you got your left tackle out. I mean, that's the blind side of the quarterback. Usually, your best uh, pass protector. That's definitely a tough blow. Especially Braxton Jones finished the season pretty strong. Um, you know, he's been up and down this year, but still, he's he's a part of this improved offensive line. So 
that's definitely tough because now at this point, right, Larry Borum steps in potentially. Um, that's what it's, that's what it's probably looking like. Um, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so as well because I think he's he's athletic enough to play the left side. Um, and who knows? It, it could be a better fit right on the right side. Last year, he kind of struggled at times, and sometimes playing one side or particular everybody has their their side that they like so just like defensive end same thing left or right so hopefully mm-hmm. he can step in and uh, be be an asset there at left tackle keep Justin Fields clean Get, getting back to the Justin Fields point he's frustrated you know and I I think like there are so much expectations for him Joey right so many people last year he even after he had success and he was he was arguably one of one of the top quarterbacks fantasy and just mm-hmm. playmaking ability right he said, well, he can't pass. He can't this. So he's hearing that all the time. And I feel like in his head, he's thinking, I have to be a pocket passer. So, yes, the coaches, the, the game plan hasn't been great at all. But I think in his head, too, he's like, I have to prove everybody wrong and, and prove to them that I can be a pocket passer. No, 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 no. Justin Fields, what separates you, right? I look at Justin Fields like a faster Jalen Hurts, right? And and Jalen Hurts right now is a more polished quarterback. So so don't don't jump to conclusions about what I'm saying. Um, but Justin Fields is in the same realm, right? He's a guy that can really use his feet, that has running back skills, right? That can cut back on a dime, that can change the course of a game, right? And he has elite passing skills when he is confident, right? When he's on the move, some of the throws that we've even seen in that Green Bay game, some of the throws last year on the run, right? He can do that, right? But right now, he's in his head thinking, I have to prove everybody. No, you don't, right? Because what separates you is your ability to use your feet. Jalen Jalen Hurts, when we talked about this in a previous pod, he was an MVP caliber player last year, right? His stats didn't light it up at all, right? You look at his averages, compare him to a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, mm-hmm. doesn't even compare, right? But he is so valuable to that team. Why? Because a defense does not want to play a guy like him, right? That could beat you with his feet. And then all of a sudden when he's on the run, you think he's going to run, throw it over the top. So it just gives that different element. And that's what Justin Fields can do. And I think he could be better than Jalen Hurts in the future, right? Not right now, but I think if he gets confident in his ability and uses his feet to set up everything else, I think he could be really good quarterback. But I think right now he's two in his head. Guess he hasn't been doing a great job of getting the best out of players. And that's what people don't realize, right? There's some guys that can come in in any system, Joey, and rock with it, right? For Aaron Rodgers, we said that for years. Um, Tom Brady, right? He can go into a bunch of different systems. Um, But Justin Fields is not there yet where he can play in any system, right? You have to script for success. Look at Tua, right? I know he has Tyreek Hill. And people are going to say, well, Tyreek Hill makes a difference. Yes, he does. But when he has a game caller that scripts for success for him, Look how he's been able to light it up last year and early on this year, right? It makes a huge difference. So my challenge to Luke Getze is game plan for success for Justin Fields, right? Because he is a dynamic quarterback, and I would hate for the Bears to waste Justin Fields and his talent and his potential and his ability to really impact the game. Uh, Corey, so I am um... – I'm a subscriber to the JT O'Sullivan uh, to the breakdowns of the film. I've done them the last two weeks. I've actually sat through. I've done it through every single second. And obviously, a couple things are going on. And and look, I, it's not all on Justin Fields, but he's not helping his situation out, right? Where I think when you're talking about game planning with Luke Getzia, what I want to see from him is, you know, first of all, what are the bread and butter plays? What are the fail-safe plays that you know that the guys that are out there on the field can run? And then go out there and run them to the best of the ability that you can because what I'm just seeing is that 
you know, I didn't play the game, but on every single play, you can tell Justin either isn't in the correct drops, like the steps aren't correct with the route, or the guys running the wrong route. And almost on every single play, one person or another is screwing up. Yep. And I kind of feel for Justin. Yeah, well, and he's been bad, and he's been bad too, and he's and he's 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 crazy. I mean, like yep. honestly, on some plays he doesn't trust anything. So it all starts from I feel like a place of if a player. If Justin Fields doesn't know where the mistake is going to come from next, all of a sudden he starts to make them himself. And then on right. top of that, what I heard in his press conference too as well is it sounds like that there is a little bit of hopefully a healthy debate. And you mentioned it just now, which I'm so glad that you did, about how much time in the pocket should we be staying around here? Uh, you know what What is tuck and go time and what is yeah. delivery time? And I think when we're talking about pocket passer, I think yeah. we're talking probably in that 2.5-plus area. Maybe even a, a low three area of hanging in there, staying with your getting to your third read, getting to your second read, delivering the ball. Right. And I think Justin Fields doesn't have that trust right now. And I think maybe he he alluded to that he wants to maybe play a little bit more of that 1.7, 2.0 of either it's there or I'm gone. And I and, and staying in the pocket is trying to prove something, but we're not yeah. getting any results or any success out of it. No, I, I agree with you. And you look at most quarterbacks nowadays, they actually throw better on the move a little bit, right? Even a guy yeah. like Aaron Rodgers, right? When we played him game planning wise, it always used to be like, keep him in the pocket, right? They they, they did a number on his stats, like in the pocket. Uh, I think his percentage, his percentage was a lot lower than you think, right? Outside the pocket was unbelievable. So just the confidence in sometimes just positioning, right? And you look at Justin Fields, I go back to the Green Bay game, that first half. Joey, that was the best I've seen him look in the pocket, right? One, two, three. Like uh, throwing darts out there, right? On the move, right? Th throwing off his back foot, which something they teach you not to do. Throwing dimes out there. So there is more confidence when he's just looking at that sample size in the first half of the Green Bay game. There's a lot of success when you have a rhythm in the offense, right? So one, two, three, your first read's not there. All of a sudden, go, right? And we saw him, you know, be, be able to scramble a little bit in that first game when it wasn't there in the first half. But now we're seeing is, is him holding it too long and thinking. Because, Joey, the, the worst thing you can do as, as an NFL quarterback is overthink things. Any position, yeah. rather, right? When, you, when, you th when you're overthinking, you're wrong, right? And it, it allows you not to see things. And what you're seeing, right, there's some breakdowns of wide open receivers. And he's not, he's not looking at them, right? because he is thinking too much about this and that. Don't worry about anything. Just play ball, be a playmaker. Everything will fall into place. I truly believe that, Joe. If he goes out there, if, if he drops back, right, it's not there, he doesn't like it, tuck it and go. Run for 10 yards, run for 15 yards. All of a sudden, they're going to keep his spy guy. Oh, all of a sudden, it opens up, it opens up an offensive guy. So mm. all of a sudden, the threat of him running changes things. But it's a travesty. Justin Fields... Only four rushes as the most dynamic quarterback in the league, right? Anthony Richardson looked pretty good so far, right? He had the concussion last week. He's had, I think, 14 or 15 rushing attempts. You see how that softens the defense, and that's why he's had success. His play caller has scripted for him, right? And they're like, let's do what this kid does well. Similar to Justin Fields, right? A guy that can run, has a cannon of an arm as well. And he's looked good doing that, right? Because it takes the pressure off him, and he gets that confidence when he's on the move. So they just have to do the same thing with Justin Fields. I really think he can turn around this season. Um, you know, I think at times it seems like his body language has been uh, a little disappointing to see. Not yeah. great. 
exactly. Like, uh, so too, too uh, not maybe relaxed isn't the right word, but I just don't see like, like I don't know. Care. I just don't see the like where's the to. the urgency that we're the the pep in the step and yeah, like exactly. and just real quick and Corey before you follow up on that that's the problem that I'm kind of having right now is that like we we can the the part that bums me out right now is that we've seen it before we've seen. Um, bad scheme. We've seen bad play calling hold a player back or even ruin a quarterback as a Chicago Bears. But like, even still, like you still want to see him push through that. And he said in his press conference that effort mentality of like, I'm still going to go out here and make some plays. He hasn't even really done that though, and that part has been kind of disappointing. It's been really deflating just to see the the lack of what you're talking about right now. It's definitely been disappointing, especially because he's such a playmaker. I just want to see him get that fire in there and, and, and look to the guys right when in the huddle, like, let's go, right? Things haven't been perfect, right? It's a scrappy game, but hey, let's rally up. Let's get yeah. back. Let's let's drive the ball down down their throat. Let's score, and then let's get the ball back again and do the same thing, right? I want the, I want the uh, offensive lineman to look to him, like, hey, this guy's for real, right? I want to run through a brick yeah, wall for like, this like Corey, who's pissed off on this team? Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's I mean, honestly, I we're getting we're getting embarrassed, right? We're we're turning into a national joke once again. The Bears' offense once again is a punchline across the nation. So who's who's getting pissed off? And it yeah. better not be. And it ain't Chase Claypool. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like yeah. Come I, on. I'm sorry. You know, I, I think Chase Claypool is a, is a freak of nature. But honestly, for as big as he is, man, the the the, the laziness of, of of blocks right in the screen. Joey, I've seen him at the waste management, right? He's almost my height, right? I'm 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 six seven, pretty much. Six six and a half, six seven, right? He's about six four and a half, six five, about two forty, solid, right? There's no reason uh DB that's five ten, one ninety should ever push him backwards in a screen pass. I'm sorry. He should he should be depleting people. He's like a tight end out there. So there's no there's no way. That's laziness right there, right? Same thing at the end. Yeah. You got to catch that ball. There is no reason as big, as strong, as physical as you are that that should happen at the end of the game, right? There's no reason. So he he claimed in an interview that he's he's a top receiver in the league. I just don't see it, right? Like, my thing is like this. If, if, if you are that, talk that, right? But don't talk it and then not be about it, right? Like, it, it's just unrealistic at this point. So we need to see more from him. This is a huge year for him. It's a huge year from Justin Fields, right? Like, this is his future. How he finishes the rest of the season decides if the Bears are like, hey, he's our guy, or no, he, you know, yeah. we're, we're not going to proceed forward with him. So I challenge him, right? Like, I think he knows. He realizes that. Like, his future is, is at stake right now. So he needs yeah. to ch- turn this around. Don't worry about anything else, right? Make plays and, and, and use your intuition, right? Use your natural ability to make plays and then work off that. That's it. That's it. Just keep it yeah. simple. At this point, they have nothing to lose. They're going out this week against Kansas City, right? And Kansas City looked okay last week, right? They uh, they had Chris Jones back, but they didn't look. They weren't lighting it up last week, right? Seventeen to nine. Um, so it wasn't wasn't one of their best performances, right? And I guarantee you, this week they're going to be overlooking the Bears. I guarantee you that, right? The Bears, how terrible they are. This, that, and the oh, other. Man. Yeah, they're gonna be. They're gonna do some pre-snap okie doke motion. They're gonna try some stuff out that they're gonna want to maybe pull out again in January just to see if like the formation works. Um, I, I hear you on that, man. And and in terms of Chase Claypool, I mean, this is gonna sound so weird, but I think the worst thing that could have happened to him was catching that touchdown last week. Because when you watch him out there, and when you're talking about effort, 
I mean, honestly, like I personally really think Justin Fields is like pissed off at him at this point. Uh, you know, I, I just do like a, a guy. I, I can't trust him. Mm-hmm. I kind of want if just give me St. Brown. If you're Justin Fields, you're like just give me St. Brown and let me work on these other things because I can't trust this guy. You're literally taking a route off the field for me. And now I'm playing down a couple of defenders. So, Corey, just really quick. Uh, you talked about the future of Justin Fields and uh, the clock starts now. Let's be honest. Um it's kind of already at stake after these first two performances, and we're going to have to um, object- objectively uh, look at his game and look at his potential and future accordingly as we move forward through the season. So, Corey, man, I was sitting around. I was super depressed, and I just started trying to look up. I was just trying to research quarterbacks that are maybe going through some things that Justin Fields has gone through and whether he's made it. Okay, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you guys I'm gonna give you a couple of names now. A couple of caveats first. The only quarterbacks that I selected from this list were first-round quarterbacks, right? Guys that I felt like maybe came with some sort of hype or some sort of expectation into their career. Um, I'm also going to say to the audience right now that clearly these quarterbacks are not meant to match Justin Fields' play style. And also when we talk about the history of the NFL, the game has clearly changed. But I was just trying to find some quarterbacks that 30 years or 27 starts into their career, things haven't been going well for them. And they somehow turned it around, and they found success. Corey, do you want to take a get? Do you anything off the top of your head? Do you th- do you, can you name? Can you Josh think of Allen. a quarterback? Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a great one. Fantastic start. Yep. Uh, not great in the first year. By that third yep. season, though. By that third season, though, Corey, mm-hmm. we started to see it from Josh Allen. Exactly. We haven't quite and, seen um, it from Justin Fields. So re- recent, like past five years, are these five? Six I years? went, dude. I went all the way back to '93. Okay, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um, John Elway. John Elway. John Elway is a great one. And and real quick before we before we move on, so John Elway, right? Remember remember early on in his career, they tried to keep him in the pocket, and he really struggled. And then all of a yeah. sudden, when he started using his feet a little bit, and it's probably Steve Young. Steve Young's are probably in it. Steve Young's another one. I wanted to put Peyton Manning on the list because he led the league in interceptions in his rookie year. But honestly, like I was like, man, Peyton Manning's a Hall of Famer. This one's kind of tough. But so I just try to like go through a couple of guys, you know what I mean? Just to see like a first couple of years, maybe we're a little bit iffy on them. And by that third year, what happens? So let's just take, for example, a great guy like Donovan McNabb, right? So by the time Donovan McNabb got to his third year, he threw 25 touchdowns for 12 interceptions, 3,200 yards. Um, and I think the Chicago Bears would take that if Justin Fields did that. A couple of other guys, by the time in his third year in his career, Jake DeLome, he had 29 touchdown passes. Philip Rivers, third year. Um, 4,000 yards passing, 33 touchdowns. Um, Big Ben didn't really have a great third season, but he already had a Super Bowl under his belt. Vince Young, unfortunately, the numbers kind of similar, Corey. 21 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 55% completion percentage, 947 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns. 21 and 19 as a starter, didn't really make it. Um, The only guys that I thought that I thought were kind of comparable to what Justin Fields is going through right now. The first one was Eli Manning. Eli Manning, not a lot of people were happy with him, Corey, at first, and that's kind of your backyard, all right? His third season, 57% completion percentage, only 3,200 yards passing, 39 starts, 20 and 19 as a starter, and his third year only threw 24 touchdowns with 18 interceptions. And then the guy that kind of made it, Corey, this one's crazy, dude. Steve McNair. Steve McNair, it's a good Steve one. Steve McNair, 32 starts into his career, only had a 56% completion percentage. He was a rushing quarterback, had 12 rushing touchdowns in his career at that point. 29 touchdowns, 23 interceptions, similar to Justin's 26 and 24 right now. 
eventually got it over 60%, eventually became the Steve McNair who led his team to a Super Bowl and played the game for a very long time. I'm just saying, man, there's a very fine line right now between the Alex Smiths of the world, you know what I mean, the guys that, that have the problems and have to go off and move to a different mm-hmm. spot to maybe four or five years get it. I mean, Justin Fields, 27 starts in. He's at a bit of a crossroads, man. I was just yeah. trying to find someone yeah. that that's where Justin Fields was, and he and he made it. And there aren't many. There aren't yeah. many, man. So, so you you mentioned Alex Smith, right? So he's a guy I played against when he was uh, on the Niners, right? So mm-hmm. that that Monday Night Football game, Colin Kaepernick's first game, Alex Smith got hurt the week before, right? Um, he sure then, did. Yeah, Much to your and, chagrin. <laughs> exactly, and that was the best thing that ever happened to Alex Smith, right? Because then he went yeah. to Kansas City and lit yeah. it up, right? Was efficient quarterback, Pro Bowler, four years in a row. So. What that's telling me, right, is a lot of times coaches can't get the best out of players, right? And and look at Andy Reid, right? I guarantee you if Patrick Mahomes went to Chicago, he would not be what he is today. I promise you that, right? Because Chicago didn't didn't have the right coaching, Matt Nagy and company, to allow Patrick Mahomes to be what he is today, right? Andy Reid is responsible for that. I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes, but coming out, he was a project, correct? He sat for a year behind Alex Smith, right? Got to learn the system. And then all of a sudden, he was ready to go, right? So the, the point being is coaching matters, right? So everybody's putting the blame on Justin Fields, right? There's some things that he needs to improve. He's in his head right now, right? But the coaching does matter, right? I do believe if he was on the Kansas City Chiefs right now, Patrick Mahomes wasn't even in the picture, I guarantee you Justin Fields would be balling out. Why? Because Andy Reid would put him in a position to succeed, just like Mike McDaniel, right? If Justin yeah. Fields is in Miami, he would be balling out, right? Coaching matters. They're not doing a great job. Justin Fields does have to clean up stuff, but Luke Getzey's job is to get the best out of Justin Fields. And fans don't realize that, right? Because they want quick results. Oh, Joe Burrow, you know, Josh Allen, all this. People people see what they are now, um, but they don't see early on, right? Or they forget about it. Everybody now with, with, with the social media is like instant results. I need this right away. It's a process, Joey. It really is, right? Rome wasn't built overnight, just like a Pro Bowl quarterback, right? There's some guys sometimes that come in day one, ready to go, right? Got, most guys are not. That's just the reality of football. So sometimes yeah. you have to be patient, and I get it. Fans want this Pro Bowl Patrick Mahomes type quarterback. But that doesn't happen overnight, you know. It, it, it's progress. No, so. totally. Uh, yeah, important. But that's that's the thing, and that's the exercise that I was trying to do. Is there's really like three outcomes of this right now, and if you look in NFL history, some of them are less likely than others. Outcome one is that Justin Fields will not be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next year. Look, it's week three. I'm just saying mm-hmm. he will not be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next year, and he succeeds in a different system. Yep. Outcome number two is that Justin Fields um, succeeds in the system, right? And, and he turns it around, and we all figure it out. Hunky-dory, great. The third one is Justin Fields doesn't make it. Um, and I'm just telling you right now that the, the 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 one that's most likely in NFL history is a guy with all the talent in the world that the coaching staff either ruins or can't get the most out of him. He goes somewhere else in three or four years. He has the type of success. Mm-hmm. It is less likely in NFL history. We always see things new all the time, but – the least likely scenarios right now is it working with this current coaching staff and Justin Fields. That's the that's the least likely of success in NFL yeah. history. It just is. No, no, I agree. And, and back to the coaching thing, right? Patriots for years when Tom Brady tore his ACL, right? 
and was hurt, right? Uh, Matt Castle came in, lit it up. Belichick got him paid, got Matt Castle paid, right? He goes to Kansas City, yeah. gets a huge contract, has a good year, then down, right? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? He's, he's doing solid right now, right? He's um, But they screw up, as you said, Jacoby Brissett, right? It's all solid guys, right? But they make them look good because of the coaching. The coaching matters so much. Bill Carson Belichick, Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz, right? So Bill Belichick, right? He, he was notorious for taking those guys that people – Tossed to the side and said they're they're not good enough. They're not they don't have it, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, a guy like Rob Ninkovich, right? That was cut from six teams, right? Oh, he doesn't have it, he can't play. All of a sudden, Bill Belichick puts him in a position to succeed, and he's an integral part of that defense, right? Mm-hmm. Super Bowl runs, um, steady, reliable, making plays, right? And that's a guy that everyone tossed to the side that said he couldn't play. So Coaching does matter, and I challenge like I challenge Justin Fields to step up for sure. But Luke Getzey, Matt Eberflus, they have to do a better job, Joey. Point blank, yeah, they do. So fans um, have to realize that they have to do a better job. And yes, it is on the players. But I'll tell you what, coaching does matter. Look at the difference between our team, 2012 and 2013 defensively, top five defense to dead last in every category, right, with the exception of Brian Urlacher that was towards the t- tail end of his career. No disrespect to him by any means, but that was after his knee injury, right? So that that just shows you that coaching matters, right? Lovey Smith, Rod Marinelli not being there. That effect changed our whole trajectory of our defense. Basically the same same people with the exception of one guy. Yeah. Right? My, my, my biggest broad concern, Corey, right now, and you'll be able to answer this better than anyone, I think, is the – I've noticed as a fan, as an objective observer, when you talk about a coach like Bill Belichick, what is he known for? He's known for rapid-fire, quick adjustments within games – countering what the defense or, or the opponent is trying to do to you and quickly moving off of it and moving to something different. My biggest concern right now with this coaching staff, this extends to Matt Eberflus and especially Luke Getze, is I just feel like, you know, whatever, what are we, 33 and 16 now? Uh, 19 games into their tenure together, they continuously show me that they seem to be a little slow to the switch on making adjustments. Um, even last year, we saw them make adjustments in the second half, but they would get pounded on something for an entire quarter before they decided to make that adjustment. I, I That's got to be easier said than done, Corey. So uh, uh, do you see that too as well, or do you also kind of give a little respect to how hard that is when you get into in the middle and the heat of the battle of the game? I think coaches just overcomplicate things, honestly. Like it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot more simple than you would think, right? Like, okay, we're getting gashed in that gap. Well, why? Right? Plug it somebody's up. out of the gap, right? Somebody's out of their gap. <laughs> yeah. The linebackers aren't flowing right. You know, somebody's getting cut off and reached. Um, yeah. It's a very simple fix. Um, but I think sometimes they over overcomplicate it or they don't change things. You're like, okay, you're out of your gap. And then all of a sudden, like, that's why, that's why like, having having savvy veteran guys, like when I played with Erlacher, Lance Briggs, Nick Roach. Uh, they line you up right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they line you up right. And if you were ever wrong, they made you right. And that's 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 what a good team does, right? They make people right. Like, it's it, it, it's honestly like a, like a security blanket, right? And that was always mm-hmm. great, having guys like that playing in the back half. I'm not saying that linebacking core is very talented, right? But it, it's tough sometimes because this defensive line, honestly, isn't pay, playing up to par. It's just is what it is. They're not getting off the football. They're not getting penetration. They're not getting pressure. And that's the main telltale sign of a bad defense is when your defensive line, because that's the engine that runs things. And they're not doing what they're supposed to. So it, it goes to the linebacking core and the secondary. It, it honestly is. That's, that's what we're seeing right now. 
And I think to get things corrected, they they, they got to bring pressure, right? They they have to stop the run, and you got to bring pressure. Green Bay ga- uh, gashed them um, in that first game. Aaron Jones had his way. He was able to do whatever he wanted to. That's why Jordan Love, right? He didn't look that great, but the run set up everything else. How many wide open mm-hmm. receivers did we see? And honestly, they should have put up 60 on us. They should have. They should have put up 60 points. Like, that's how bad the coverage was. So this week, if they don't bring their best game plan, Patrick Mahomes and them boys will put 70 on them, Joey. They will put <laughs> 70 points. I promise you. They will put 70 on them. I'm not It'll be 30 it'll be 30 at halftime and then they'll be they'll be leaning back, right? Not no, cruise control. He's trying, no? he's trying to get his stats back after last week. He's like, I only Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah he hasn't but done a fiver. He hasn't dropped a five piece yet. He usually does that yeah. a couple of times a year, man. Um man, I just I'm I'm feeling a theme that's riding through what we're talking about right now. Um and we're talking about we've mentioned lack of urgency. Um we've talked of lack of adjustments. Um when you talk about a defensive line, Corey, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to say it, that I, I I found it to be the most arrogant thing that Ryan Poles could have done this offseason was to think that he's going to punt on the defensive line for two years in a row and do this whole, like, do this fantasy football, like, I'm going to crunch the numbers and I'm going to find some guys and, like, everyone's going to pat me on the back when I create this, like, rotational piece. Like, man, you don't have... You, you don't have the guys there. You know what I mean? And, and that there's nothing, there's no two ways about it. And punting on it for two years in a row, there's an arrogance, there's a lack of urgency, there's a lack of adjustments. I know these guys are working hard, but that's just kind of how it feels, Corey, to me right now. And of course, uh, you know, and how us all has been completely chaotic um, all week long. I mean, man, this is all, this is all happening way too fast for me, man. This is, this is mid September. Let's roll it over, man. I do want to hear, um, I want to hear some keys. Um, I don't know about it for a victory, Corey, but I just I just really want to yeah. hear, man. What 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 is it going to look like? What do they have to show you that's going to give you the idea that says, hey, maybe maybe they're turning the corner here. Maybe they're locking into something here, um, uh, offensively or defensively. What, what yeah, is that going to look think, like? I to think you? this game is huge offensively for me, right? Like I'm I'm yeah. obviously I'm worried about the defense, but I think this is a critical point. Like we talked about for Justin Fields' career, his trajectory, his confidence. Um, he has to he has to come out and play well. And I'm not saying yeah. he has to light it up, but he has to look efficient. He has to use his feet. Be a playmaker out there. That's the biggest thing. I don't want him to think about anything. I just want him to use his natural God-given ability as a playmaker because that's what he is. That's what he's been since high school, since college. And right now he's thinking too much. So don't worry about anything. Flush whatever's in your brain and, and just and just let your body take over, right? Because the most successful people in this league are the people that have short memories. So Justin Fields, those first two weeks, flush them, right? There's 15 more weeks to play. So yeah. what you do really matters. There's people that have slow starts, but it's how you turn things around, right? And you can't get in your head about it, right? So at this point, with a good performance here, even if they don't win the game, all of a sudden, he's a little more confident, right? And then getting better every week. So I want to see him use his feet, right? When it's not there, tuck it and go. Utilize that. It's going to set everything else up. They're going to bring an extra defender. They're going to have a spy guy. It's going to open up somebody. So just use your feet, and I think it'll set them up for success. So that's what I want to see this week. That's the most important thing, right? Defensively, I think it's going to be tough sledding. Going against a guy like Patrick Mahomes with no pressure. Good Ooh, luck, tip, Chuck. Pa- tip passes, tip, yeah. inadvertent helmet deflection. Got to get a little lucky. Got to get a little lucky. And, and, then, and then you blitz him. Oh, he'll carve you up. No, so forget th- it. Th- 
Yeah. yeah. So uh, this week defensively, I, I honestly, Joey, I'm, I'm worried about this game. I like, I don't know if we're going to yeah. do a pre- pre- prediction. I don't want to, I don't, I don't even know if I want to say it. Um, no, but, yeah, but no, that, no one that, needs our final score, Corey. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's why I wanted to ask team. you, like, what is it? What does it look like where we can kind of not even get back to baseline, but get show us some glimpses um, that we can take into the Denver game at home to end yeah. this 13 game losing streak um, yeah. that's been going on since last October? A question for you now. This is we're going to call this Corey's class because I don't know the name of this play. What about the one when you're talking about Justin Fields, a playmaker? What about that play when you hike it in shotgun and you roll out and he has that read option to either pitch to the running back or set hit the edge and go forward or pass the ball? What is that play called? And can we do that one? You, you talk. You talk about like the the option play, like when they're when yeah. They're it, like but their... but it, but it's motion though. But it's in and it's motion and it's post snap, right? Post so like snap, he, he so. yeah he takes it. Who is it? Herbert either... or. Or, uh, probably, probably Herbert. I would think. Okay, and they're going you know, I'm out just that saying, way. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, what I, I've seen that play before. Um, it does provide when we're talking about, and he talked about this week when he talks about RPOs at the line of scrimmage. The linebackers are saying, "Screw it, I'm just keeping my eyes on number one. Let yep. that running back take the ball." So why don't we get some motion going and get him yep. out of the pocket? Maybe run a drag right behind it, and he can either pass the ball, he mm-hmm. can either hit the edge and go forward himself, yeah. or he can shovel it out. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's got to be. I want to see something here. Yeah, some of those, some um, of those RPOs. Yeah, 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 some of those RPOs, some of those options. I mean, uh, I'm forgive me, man, to save your word. Have we seen a boot yet this year? How many boots have uh, we seen, Corey? We 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 seen we seen one uh, in in Green Bay, and they were all over it. So um, I like the sprint outs. I do. I think that's, that's yeah. a good thing. Okay, you have a tight sprint end, out. You Thank seal you. that edge. Um, and then all of a sudden it makes it a lot easier. So I like the sprint outs. Uh, I like, I like the three step one, two, three, pop, get in the rhythm, yes. right? No, 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 the pre-snap read, right? What, what covers they are and where, where the holes are, right? It's going to tell you everything you need to know pre-snap, right? Sometimes they disguise it a little bit, but most of the time through your film study, it's going to prepare you for everything that you need to know, right? So the more you watch film, especially as a quarterback, the more you're going to be prepared for that. So know your pre pre uh, snap reads, and then all of a sudden know when there's some variance in it, right? They cheat mm-hmm. up when they're coming or not. Think about how many times we've seen these great quarterbacks, like Aaron Rodgers. They they, they always break down, and he's like, "You're not coming," right? He's seen film study. He knows he's not coming, right? So so that's that's where he has to get better in his film study and his understanding of defenses. So that's that's the one thing because that separates the good quarterbacks from the really good ones, right? The ones that can take advantage of, of the matchups and know exactly what's going on at all times. And and use the hard count, right? Use the hard count. Uh, this week is going to be tough, but they were getting in such a rhythm by the taps, you know, of, of the silent Oh, God, count, yeah. You know, so, so they have to change it up, right? Because, you know, the thing is, you know, going off one tap, two taps, quarter, the center looks between his legs. They have to change up that because – Defensive linemen are smart. They're 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 gonna get a jump on that. That's why there were so many jumps on the defensive ends being able to get off quickly and get sacked. So one guy was offside, number nine for Tampa Bay. They didn't call it, but they have to do a better job of that because teams are constantly jumping. And if you're at home, go on to get these guys off balance, and then all of a sudden they're worried about getting off. It's gonna slow their get off off. So that that's that's my main thing with that. Yeah, and if I would, you know, these aren't keys to the game, but I think I'm ready for I think I'm ready for EQ St. Brown to suit up this week. And I think I'm ready for Mercedes Lewis to be out there too. Maybe for a little max protect. Just early on, man. I mean, exactly. just early on, just to just kind of settle the ship on the left side. 
Um, we're, I, I don't know if Nate Davis is playing right now as at this yeah. particular time on a Thursday. So uh, it's going to be an issue on both sides of the football. Um, they did a horrible job of trading off stunts uh, with the offensive line last week. So, I mean, you just got to just got to keep things simple for him and try and who's get him into a rhythm. Who's back for uh, Chris Jones? Chris Jones is back. He played last week. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Matt Nagy. No, <laughs> tan no, no, no. Tan Matt Nagy is definitely back this yeah, week. And yeah. if they kick our ass, Corey, we better get ready for them cutting to him in the fourth yeah. quarter, and he's going to have some sort of goofy smile on his yeah. face. I'm, I'm worried that he about did this something. week. I'm worried about this week because Chris Jones is back. He's hungry. He wants. Uh, he he's he's ready to go to prove that he's he's one of the top defensive tackles and Nate Davis might not play. Tevin Jenkins isn't in there. Um, Lucas Patrick has been eh. So uh, this could be very interesting this week. Um, yeah, Joey, I, I I think this is a game honestly that gets out of hand. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm really worried about that. But who knows when the Bears when you when you least expect them like the Miami game last year and some of the other games Dallas until the the end of the game they kept it close so. Never know if Justin Fields can can be a playmaker. I, I think he can keep them in a man in manageable situations, right? And it'll 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 really put the pressure on the defense because that mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? You ask any defense, what would they rather play, a mobile guy or or a drop back pass mobile guy all day, right? Because it's such a it's such a nightmare matchup. Him one on one on a defensive end or linebacker, good luck trying to get him. So that's what separates him. So utilize that, right? Season's not over. His career is not over, right? He has the opportunity to turn turn this around, and I think he can, right? I think he's. I think he he just needs a sense of urgency. That's it. Like he needs to play this week, you know. Like like his. You know what is on fire. Like got to, right? Got to at this point. So nothing to lose, everything to gain, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, you know, if not. I think I think the confidence is going to be lacking, and I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see a natural progression of, of things dying down, you know, di- natural dive. So, um, yeah, I'm just hoping he could he could just get himself some confidence. I, I don't think they're gonna win the game, but I think this could be a good confidence builder for him mm-hmm. playing at Kansas City um, against Patrick Mahomes and just looking like a quarterback that can play. Yeah, find some things that you like. And then take them into future games and then repeat them. Keep getting better at the things that you are good at. Continue to repeat them and then slowly you can add and incrementally add more things to your game. And then eventually you have yourself a little bit of an offense and can do a little bit of everything. Um, Corey, we're, we're going to get out of here, man. I'm I'm concerned, man. I'm, I'm concerned. Um, I'm you know, you know I me, mean? I'm a pretty optimistic dude. And I will tell you, man, that you know, from from a Chicago Bears standpoint and ownership standpoint, man, it's this is a tough time. This is a really tough time to be a Bears fan. I mean, when I watch yeah. the games, Corey, uh, if you ever watch a game with me uh, with Bears, I stand for the whole thing. Um, I'm I'm not. I don't. I, I don't. I try not to yell at the yeah. TV. I definitely do not yell at other humans. I'm hopefully mature enough to not take out my anger on other people at this point in my life. Uh, but I stand when I watch the games, and I'll tell you, last week, um, I sat down. You know what I mean. I did. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 the air, the air was taken out of my super fan balloon. Um, and I just start reflecting back to like, you know, outside of hiring lovey in 2004 and Vic Fangio, are those the only two good hires that we've had in the last 20 years at any level of, of authority from coaches to general managers to anything? I mean, I'm hoping polls and Kevin Warren are the guys 
Uh, I don't think Matt Eberflus is the guy. I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm starting to really like, it's been a yeah. spiraling week, dude. I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, you, I mean you, Joey, to, to be honest, if, if they go, if they go on five, I think he's getting fired. I do. I hope so. Corey, yeah. that means he, that means Corey, that means that he had lost 15 games in a row. What, it, it, you have to ask yourself, you know, I understand that we're, we're trying to build something here, but what's the number? You know what I mean? Like, pick a number. Is it 12? Is it 13, 14, 15, 16? How many losses in a row does it take before you have to dismiss the head coach? I mean, this is, exactly. you know, this is pro, it's pro sport. Yeah, pro sports. Exactly. So yeah. Exactly. Uh, good to see you, though, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't even think we want to do a score prediction. No, no, let's not. No, 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 no. We're not doing the score prediction. We we, 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 we detailed a couple of things that we want to see to hopefully get this team back on the right track and start competing in some of these games moving forward. And when they start competing in games again, Corey, I think that's when we're going to start doing uh, final score predictions. Um, yep. Hey, if you're in the Jersey area uh, this weekend, make sure you head over to West End Golf Course. Uh, Corey, man, great simulators, right? I just want to yeah. give the well, I want to give the good people a good time. Right, we just talked exactly. about the Bears for a little bit. So head over to West End Golf Course. Um, yeah, fantastic place, great yeah. time. Definitely, well, it's club. It's club. You, you say you say course. Oh, I wish. Oh, yeah, did I, I say West End Golf yeah, Club? Yeah, my bad. No, no, no worries. Just just to <laughs> yeah. clarify things. So, um, yeah, head over there. We we got a big event tonight um, that's going on there. So we're excited about that. But um, yeah, come and support it. Like if you like golf, if you like watching games, if you like. Uh, Drinking beers, you know, ordering some food. It's the place to be. You know, we 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 get the Sunday tickets. You can watch all your favorite teams play, and it's just a good atmosphere, right? Nothing like couple couple brewskis with the bros and drop some bombs, baby. Just cool off, guys. It's going to be a long season. We're not out of it yet, but it's looking pretty dark right now. And as Bears fans, we got to find a way to have some fun. That's all I'm trying to say. Thank you so much for tuning in to Believe in Bears this week right here on the Believe Sports Network. Thank you for listening to us wherever you get your podcasts or on SiriusXM. We greatly appreciate it. If you like this episode today, tell a friend and stick with us this year. We're still going to be breaking it down. We're still going to be giving you great analysis, especially with my co-host here, former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten. Uh, thank you so much for watching us on Sports Talk Chicago. Today's episode is presented by betonline.ag 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code and only the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v be well be safe please be good to each other Corey, man take us home uh, that's it yep. for me bear bear down let's let's yeah. take it bear one day down, at a time man. another another great pod and uh hopefully we'll see some improvement offensively right i think defensively we're in a tough spot with the defensive line but i just want to see justin fields just take over as a playmaker so that's my main thing i want to see is him not think at all right just just utilize your natural talent, allow that to take over. So this week, that's my challenge for Justin Fields. He can turn things around. I do believe he's talented. I just don't want his talent to go to waste because of the coaching. There's some things he needs to clean up, but it's all in between the ears right now. So improvement from Justin Fields. Hopefully, hey, you never know. Maybe they'll shock the world. I highly doubt at this point, but next week we'll break it down. Bear down. Be safe, like you always say, and head over to West End Golf Club. Club, Jersey <laughs> <laughs> not course, Joey. <laughs> I know. I, someday, someday, yeah. we're getting there. One step, one step at a time. Thanks, like, thanks again, you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.